I'm Dr. Amalia Ganyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us in studio today for our special Youth Day segment is reigning Miss SA 2017, Demi Lee Nell-Peters, who was crowned earlier this year in March. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Doctor. I really appreciate it, and it's it's, uh, exciting to be in studio with you. First of all, congratulations on this achievement. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe it's been nearly three months, and it just gets better along the way. To start with, can you please tell us more about Miss SA, the pageant, in terms of what it entailed and how it's changed your life? To be honest with you, I don't really like to look at Miss South Africa as a beauty pageant. I feel that it is so much more than just that. You are a voice, you have an opinion, you stand up for what you believe in, you stand up for your people, you help your people. I feel Miss South Africa is a beacon of hope. Um, she's a light you know, to people that are going through dark times. Um, and a lot of people have the, the misperception that it's a one-night pageant. The girl that walks the best on the night, that answers a question the best on the night, is the girl that's going to win. And it's, it's, I don't feel that that is true because it's an eight-month process leading up to the final, you know, to the crowning. So it really is an eight-month process of refinement, um, personal growth, uh, we get judged, we have various judging sessions, we attend a lot of events with CEOs, um, you know, of big companies, our sponsors, and you get judged based on that, how you carry yourself and, and you know, how you carry yourself in, in different situations. And eight months is a long time of preparation. And I also read that I think there were 900 contestants that entered but only 12 finalists yes so it's very competitive that's less than one percent yes no definitely um it's such an honor to to be to have already just been a part of the 12 you know even the top 26 it really is such an honor and to be my south africa to i really feel like it was it was a battle was a battlefield you know the the base girl won and it was i feel that in the end, it's always the girl that's the most consistent over the eight-month eight period um, that always brings her, puts her best foot forward, that always brings her side and, and does what she can. And I thought what was also unusual, or not unusual in the terms of the world we live in today, where we've got crowd participation and audience partici- participation, that 25% of the voting went to the public. And I think that's, that was a wonderful initiative, you know, to start this competition off with. It's the first time they've ever done that in Miss South Africa to involve the public. And in the end, you are Miss South Africa. You represent your people. You represent South Africa. And I feel that it was great for the people to have a say in who they want to be their representative. Who do they want to be their ambassador? Absolutely right. And you spoke about the representation, and obviously with representation, there come certain responsibilities. Definitely. So can you share with us what some of those responsibilities are? Now, you have to remember, I'm, I'm not just Demi Lee from Setchfield anymore. 
um, although I'm South African, I am representing every word I say, every action I take. I am representing a whole nation, you know, different cultures, different languages, different towns, different cities. And that is a very big responsibility because you have to take everybody into consideration. Although I feel like I've always tried to take people around me to consider them and to respect their their beliefs and, and the way they do things. But I feel that now you are under much more pressure to do so. And I would say that given the global view of these types of pageants that it's not just South Africa that you're representing but it's also Africa definitely definitely also Africa and I can feel it on my social media platforms you know I have had messages and comments and support from other countries you know not just neighboring countries but even countries as far as Indonesia USA Mexico so that is so heartwarming to see you know there's people from all over the world that's watching you that is supporting you um although they have their own contestants taking part. But something else that for me is is a very, very big responsibility is the fact that some a lot of young girls look up to you so much and your every move they 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 will duplicate. They will try and follow in your footsteps. So that is a very big responsibility um to set the right example for our youngsters. Well, you're a role model. You're also brand ambassador of South Africa, Africa, the population, mm. and to a certain extent, the pageant sponsors as well. So Definitely. be it Sun International and South Sea. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about being a role model? I don't, I haven't really felt pressured um, as such because I feel like I've always had very strong leadership qualities. I was head girl of my primary school at the age of 13. I was head girl of my high school um, in matric as well as the head girl of my my boarding school. I was the deputy junior mayor of the George City Council um, at 17 and I've always had a lot of pressure to to be a leader and to set an example. So I think that prepared me for the role of Miss South Africa. So there's some, to a certain degree, there's some inherent qualities that you have. And whilst we're on the topic of role models, do you have a role model or someone that you particularly admire or, or that you would emulate? I I don't have a particular role model because I feel that I look up to different women and different people for for different things that they have achieved in in their careers or in their life and for, you know, the different ways they handle different situations. So I I feel that we're all human and we all have our mistakes. So there really isn't one specific person that I look up to and say, I want to be her. I I feel like I take different characteristics from different people and... um, and I look to, up to that. But but women that I do admire are, are you know, previous Miss South Africa's like Joanne Strauss, um, Cindy Null, Basitsana Kamalu, who's a phenomenal businesswoman. Just to give you a few few examples. So I do look up to women that also have leadership qualities that get up in the morning and don't look at her circumstances, but rather say, I have the the power to make a powerful decision today. And I have the power to make today a productive, successful day, no matter my circumstances. It's attitude. Definitely, definitely attitude. 
And one of the sponsors, Celsi, they're particularly known for Take a Girl Child to Work. Yes. And they, I think it's every run about every May, and I think this year it was the 25th of May where mm-hmm. they, they had the event. And what I've found with this program, it's been going for 15 years now, that every year they introduce something else. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us some of the aspects that they've uh, brought in in terms of new initiatives this year? Like you said, it's it was a big birthday this year for them, the, their 15th birthday um, celebration as well. So it definitely was a special one. And um, the, the Minister of Women, um, Ms. Susan Shabangu, um, got in Involved. Um, we had neighboring countries, Ms. Botswana, Ms. Namibia, Ms. Um, Lesotho that, that joined us at the Union Buildings in celebration of Girl Child. And hopefully they can take this initiative, you know, to their countries and start this initiative in their countries as well. Because I do feel that it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful um, initiative and each year it grows. It's a great way to amplify it and take, and I, I think when you've got something that is a wonderful solution, something that is working, go and reapply it. Yes, why reinvent the wheel when it's already there? <laughs> I want to go back a little bit towards the, the pageant component. So later this year, you'll be representing South Africa at Miss World 2017, which I believe will be hosted in China. Yes. And thereafter, potentially Miss Universe 2017. And with the Miss World competition, I noticed that they've got five challenges. And one of them, which interested me in in particular, and this is, as you said, that beauty pageants are not about beauty. It's about the contribution and the holistic value that individuals bring. So they spoke about beauty with a purpose, which was a community project, talent, modeling, fitness, and multimedia. Yes. Can you tell us more about the beauty with a purpose and the community project that you'll be engaged with? Yes, so um, firstly, I think Miss World and Miss Universe both have those components and they want somebody that's a spokesperson, that's passionate about the cause they are supporting and that can stand up for what they believe in. Um, I obtained my degree in BCom Business Management and Entrepreneurship at the end of last year, so I'm a graduate and by that I feel empowered and I feel that I am educated to do something more and that I am educated and I have the knowledge to start my own business to to start a successful career. Um, I unfortunately was in an attempted hijack about two weeks ago and that was definitely a horrible experience to go through but I, I did a course through one of my sponsors Nissan and Mark Robloff from WIP um, Women in Empowered and where they taught me um, the necessary, they gave me the necessary skills to handle a situation like, like a hijack. And was that pre the hijack or post the hijack? Pre the hijack, so, hijack, so I actually did the, the, the safety driving course with Nissan the Monday before it happened, literally two days before it happened. And they went through a whole process with me, you know, what's what will happen what is likely to happen what they'll do um and ex- what they taught me what Nissan to- and Master Drive taught me it played off exactly word for word like they said it would um i was empowered i had the necessary knowledge to handle the situation to the best of my ability obviously i was rattled i was scared beyond measure um there were three armed men pointing a gun at me you can just imagine what i went you know what feelings what emotion w- 
went on at that moment. Um, but I had the ability to stay calm, to handle the situation. I knew I d- didn't have to resist and I knew I had to get out of the car and get away as soon as possible. Um, and that is exactly what I did. If I had not done courses like this, um, I think, you know, the situation could have turned out much, much worse. I could have ended up in the car with them and they could have driven away with me. I don't even want to think about that. But to be honest with you, if I, if I hadn't had that knowledge and, you know, these courses truly gave me the power to take control of a bad situation. And I would love to focus on women empowerment, um, by giving motivational talks, I would love to have um, thousands of women attending these courses. So I will actually be launching my project this Saturday, the 24th of June um, in, in Pretoria at Altitude. It will also be my birthday party. So it will kind of be a two in one, but I'm very, very excited about launching this project. It is um, the, the my campaign is called Unbreakable. And you can stay tuned for further details, ladies. So keep an eye out on my social media. So I would love to involve all women from different walks of life in this project to empower all women. And I feel that this does not only go to as far as far as you know crime, but also toxic relationships. We have had such bad incidences the, the past couple of weeks in so South the rise Africa. Of, of femicide is. It's devastating. It really is devastating. But there is something you can do about it. You can get yourself out of a situation like that um, if you have the necessary knowledge and power to do so. Look, and you've taken a very traumatic, raw experience that's very fresh being only two weeks old and converted it into a positive by being able to empower women because the sad reality is that this is this is one of the realities that we live with on a daily basis. Yes, it unfortunately is. It un- it's un- it's really unfortunate, and these things happen. And I know that um, you know our police force does what they can, but there are so many criminals out there, and well, there's look so at the many ratio of police force. To crim- versus populace yes. of, of criminals. Exactly. So that's something very, very close to my heart. And I've been through an experience s- such as. And um, I, I really want to help other women to to just be powerful and st- stand up for themselves and protect themselves, not get themselves in dangerous situations because there are certain situations that you can avoid. Well, I think that's a fantastic initiative and really salute you on that. And we will certainly participate in whatever way we can. Thank you. Thank you. That would be wonderful. You've spoken about two key areas which highlight the global nature of the Miss World and the Miss Universe aspect. So one in terms of Celsi, where you had various uh, Miss I want to say Miss SAs, but obviously it's. <laughs> I'm also not sure what to what to call them, but <laughs> country delegates. Can we call them that? Country delegates, <laughs> the likes of a Miss Botswana, Miss Namibia, etc. And you know, looking at causes and being able for them to take those causes home. You also spoke about the fact that you're getting notes of congratulations from different countries around the world. Hypothetically, given the chance and being amongst intelligent young women from every corner of the world, if you could, what global issue would you try to solve? Well, I think de- referring back to to my CSI project, my the campaign I'm running, Unbreakable, um, 
that is that is one of the biggest things we human trafficking is one of the biggest things going on at the moment um it's a global problem um you know so so crime human trafficking toxic relationships it's something you don't just get in south africa our ratio might might be higher you know the impact on south africa might be higher but it's something you get all over the world I think those are admirable projects to pursue um, of a global nature. And if we have got all of these fantastic delegates from every country that's participating, they can at least take that seed back home and hopefully cultivate it. Exactly. In the end, it's, it really isn't about me and what I'm doing and just about South Africa. We are all human. We're all on this earth together. And in the end, I just want what's best for our women specifically. Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2017, Demi Lee Nell-Peters. Hi, this is Lyra, South African Afro-Soul singer and songwriter. You're listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amelia Malka on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, and democracy. You are listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, the African Perspective, on frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band also available on DSTV Channel 802. Today, we're talking to Miss SA 2017, Demi Lee peters In the previous segment of the show, Demi Lee spoke about what the pageant entailed in terms of Miss SA, from an eight-month journey down through to dwindling list of finalists from 900 girls through to 12, and then finally being awarded the crown of Miss SA. We spoke about some of the responsibilities that come with being a role model and some of the leadership qualities that Demi Lee has developed during the course of her life to come to this point, and also about the initiatives that can possibly be taken onto a more wider level and incorporating other country delegates to seed various initiatives into their home countries. And lastly, we spoke about Demi Lee's initiative, Unbreakable, which she'll be launching on the 24th of June, aimed at empowering women in different situations. Demi Lee, one of the things which I you know, picked up on, you said that you graduated with a BCom in business management and entrepreneurship. And by doing so, you join a long line of women around the world who strongly believe that education is a key element for progress and self-development. And I must say that when mm. I graduated with my PhD, Melinda Bam at the time was also graduating and, and she was Miss, Miss SA. So it really, really <laughs> shows that there is significant brain power that, that goes behind these initiatives and the type of caliber of young women that are, are being produced. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us your views on education, particularly in the hands of women, as a tool to use to achieve equality? Firstly, I don't think that you need, you know, a degree such as um, to, to be educated. And what I mean by that is... Please don't take me wrong, but I don't mean that a degree is unimportant or that it's not useful. It definitely is a very powerful tool. But um, there are people that don't have the capabilities to study. Um, 
and they still make a success out of their lives and their careers. So I don't think, you know, that you have to have a degree to be successful. Um, there, we have problems such as funding, etc. in South There's Africa. Resources are definitely an issue. Yes, sources are definitely an issue. But I do think that there's different ways of educating yourself as a woman um, to to be powerful, to be independent, to be able to start your own business, to be able to, to follow your own career, to make a success out of your career, out of your life. Um, I do, however, wish for every young girl in South Africa that matriculates to be able to obtain a degree. That would be my my wish for every young girl out there. It really would. Um, but I want to tell the, the young girls out there that perhaps don't have those sources, that don't have the capabilities, that it doesn't mean that you won't be successful. You still have the choice to to learn yourself, you know, to teach yourself, to read, watch the news, um, read the newspaper, know what goes on, do um, research on subjects you are, that interest you. So go do short courses, go do a diploma. There are different ways of educating yourself. But ultimately, it's about self-empowerment and yes. achieving economic independence. Yes, definitely, definitely. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Staying on the theme, our program is all about gender equality and it is increasingly becoming a global focus. And if I look at just recently in terms of events, Wonder Woman, it has been yes. <laughs> an absolute phenomena and success from female lead through to female director. Yes. And I think that that is very, very empowering for everyone around the world, particularly young women, yes. to, to look up to you and know that this can be achieved. Definitely. But it also reminds me about the fact of building female leadership. And leadership is obviously a key area in your DNA and what, and what you're focusing on. So can you tell us a little bit about how you see female leadership, whether it is in the political spectrum, the public spectrum, or any other sphere? Uh, I see leadership um, with men or women as standing up for what is right. Not for what is right for one person or one group of people, but what is right as a whole. What is what is right for the country? What is best for our country? That is what I see leadership as. And um, sometimes it takes courage to stand up for what is right because it's not always easy and it's not always the best, the best, you know, the option. popular choice. The popular choice, exactly. And on that theme. What areas do you think we still need to do to help benefit women in the future? I think women need to know what their worth is. And they need to know that um, they are worthy of love and care and respect. And they deserve all of those things. It's, it's, to me, it's not a, um, what's the word, um, it's not a privilege I feel that that's a right every woman should have, um, is to be respected. She should be able to wear whatever she wants, um, say what she wants, do what she wants, pursue a career that she wants without being judged and without being disrespected for that. And I read, I think it's, it's a wonderful quote and saying, which I believe is one of your favorites by Albert Einstein. Yes. The woman who follows the crowd will usually go no further than the crowd. 
the woman who walks alone is likely to find herself in places no one else has been before. How do you plan to turn this quote into practice or reality? It, it kind of is a difficult question, to be honest with you, and, and it is a quote that I live by. Um, the way I've, I've used this quote throughout my life is to not follow the crowd, not follow what everybody else does, um, except when it's obviously the right thing to do, but to to just dig a little bit deeper, to enter a competition like Miss South Africa that not many women, you know, have the courage of doing. Um, to speak up for women empowerment, for, for, for gender equity, to speak up for these for the people who don't have a voice. Yes, to speak uh, to speak up for these these causes for people who don't have a voice, uh, to to make the right decisions, even though it's not always the popular decisions. And I can't really pinpoint you and tell you this is exactly what I'm going to do. But th- that's that's the route I'm following. And ultimately, if you are, are stretching boundaries, that's where innovation takes place. That's where those new opportunities come through because those are frontiers which haven't been considered. Yes. And yes. Uh, given that your degree was in entrepreneurship, I think that's the right type of attitude <laughs> for you to have. No, I completely agree with you. And, and entrepreneurship, during my studies, you know, we were, we were taught to, to think outside of the box, to create a new box if you have to. Yes, or a circle. (laughs) Yes, or a circle. (laughs) Turning towards more of a a personal perspective, one of the questions that I ask all my guests on the show who've made tremendous achievements in their respective fields are about some of the factors that they think have contributed to their success. Because sometimes people will look at you and they'll go, oh, here's Miss South Africa. Mm. But you weren't always Miss South Africa. No, definitely not a lot of work to get to where you are at this point. So if you could just share with us a few of those factors that have contributed to your success. Firstly, I would like to applaud my parents for the way they raised me. Um, they were very strict, but they never forced me to do anything that I don't didn't want to do. They have always supported me um, in everything you know, every project I took on, every hockey match, every debate, uh, you know, they've always supported me in my initiatives and everything I did, but they never forced me to be something that I'm not. And that gave me the freedom, the wings to fly and be myself, to reach new heights. Um, but I think the fact is that I've always played a very big role in my life was that I have always been focused. I always had a, a one-year, a two-year, a five-year, and a ten-year plan. Um, I knew that I wanted to do Miss South Africa since I was seven years old. I knew that one day I will enter. But I also knew that, to me, it is of utmost importance to first obtain my degree before I enter. Um, because should I not win, I want to be able to carry on with my life. I want to have, you know, a, another plan. I want to have another plan to be successful um, no matter the, matter the outcome of Miss South Africa so I think the one thing is I've always had a plan I've always been focused I've always been determined when I entered Miss South Africa I told myself this is something I'm doing once and I'm doing it properly I'm not going to give this my 100% I'm going to give this my 150% because I don't want to look back at the end of this competition and, and say 
you could have done better. You should have done that differently. You should have. Obviously, you still feel that way. You still think think back and you think, maybe I, should, I could have done that a bit differently. But I was, at the time, I was the best prepared I could have possibly been. Um, so preparation. You know, preparation, when you prepared for something, I feel that it just it goes much easier. It's much easier to handle. Um, you can bring across what you want to bring across much easier and much more sufficient and the last thing is um, um, I've had to make sacrifices in my life I have had to put Friday evening sleepovers aside with my friends because I had to prepare for a debate on the Saturday morning or I I couldn't watch the 8 o'clock movie on a Sunday night because I knew that I had to study for my test that's coming on Thursday um, because I'm not going to have time during the week so I think you know people think oh it's it's easy um, it just fell in her lap and it's com- it's it's completely untrue um, it comes with a lot of sacrifice those are all incredibly important points that you've raised and I think particularly the sacrifice component because in order to get somewhere you do have to give things up and you have to take a hard look at what are those almost nonsensical or elements in your life that are trivial in order for you to get to the bigger picture and by having that long-term strategic plan that gives you the focus and the drive and ambition so well I agree thank you thank you have there been any particularly pivotal moments in your life growing up which have led to you being where you are today? I think there's been many moments, you know, that have definitely shaped the way that my life is going. Um, 11 years ago, my baby sister, well, she's not a baby anymore, but I, she's, she'll always be my baby sister, was born. Her name's Franya, and she's 11 years old today. Well, not today, but um, now. now she's at 11 years old. And she was born without a cerebellum. Um, she's completely handicapped and completely dependent, you know, on survival for survival and um, I think that just made me realize how special life is and how lucky we are to 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 have the opportunities that we do how lucky we are to be able to to do something as simple as a reading as walking as feeding yourself and I feel that everything I do in life I want to do twice as good twice as well enjoy it twice as much so that I can do it for her sake as well so for people to start appreciating what they have? Definitely. For people to start appreciating what they have, there's so many things, little things in life we take for granted. On that point, uh, from a youth perspective, as we're commemorating Youth Day today, can you tell us what it means to you when we reflect back on South Africa's history, which I believe it's 41 years ago mm. today? mm mm-hmm and where we are now I think that we have grown so much as a country we really have if you look at the amount of students that have been able to study after school that have been able to obtain degrees um, I think that it's you know back then and 40 years ago there weren't weren't exactly which is very unfortunate and very sad but I, I do think that there's there's equal opportunities for everybody. You know, everybody is can go and study. It's but it's up to you. Um, obviously, not always with referring, you know, to things such as funds and resources. But the opportunity is there. And if you, I, I truly believe that if you 
if you really want to make something work, you will find a way. So I, I think, you know, the youth have developed in such a way that they are able to stand up for what they believe in. If you look at the like Fees Must Fall campaign, um, they were able to stood up for themselves and to say this, I mean, I was a student, I know how expensive, expensive it, it is to study. And I can just imagine that, you know, there are people out there that don't have the same opportunities as, as me. And I consider myself extremely lucky to have had the education that I did. Um, but I think it's wonderful that we are able to say what we feel is right and to stand up for that and to fight for what we deserve in this country. And ultimately, you guys are the future of this country. You are the next wave of leaders. Exactly. And we need to we need to educate the leaders of tomorrow. We need to support them. We need to raise the leaders of tomorrow. I think those are, are great comments um, for Youth Day in particular. And lastly, we are coming now to an end of the conversation. Can I ask you, in closing off the show, to please share a few words of inspiration which you'd like to impart to young women that are listening to us today? I would really like to tell women out there that I can promise you one thing, and that is that people want to see you do good, but they don't always want to see you do better than them. Um, nothing is going to just land in your lap. Nothing is going to just happen for you. You are going to have to make sacrifices to make it work, to make your dreams a reality. And if you believe in something, believe in it all the way. Uh, to me, there's no use in doing something wholeheartedly. Whenever I do something, I want to give it my 200% and, and look back on you know, a, a project that I've taken on and say, Demi, you have done your best. You really, there's nothing you could have done differently to make it a bigger success. So if you want to make something work, you will find a way to make it work. And you have to fight for your dreams. If you want that job interview, you can't expect for a big company to send you an email. They've never probably even, they've probably never even heard of you. Um, Go and knock on their door until they open, until they accept you for an interview. I mean, that's just a simple example, but sometimes you have to make things happen for yourself. You've got to open those doors of opportunities. Or you have to build them. <laughs> yes, or alternatively build them. So persistence, belief in yourself, belief in your abilities, belief in your dreams, and go 150%. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on our show today. And we wish you all the very best of luck in those forthcoming pageants and your tours around South Africa and touching more people's lives. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to Miss SA 2017, Demi Lee Nell Peters.